0: Like this is the one where if someone picked this off the shelf in 1964, like this is the chapter they were waiting for. Hello and welcome to Tops, Bottoms, and Side Pockets. I'm Sean Drowen.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, that, that, was, so I can't. <laughs> uh, that
0: was so
1: Sandra <laughs> D. I'm sorry.
0: That's Look weird. at me, I'm Shawnee Dude. Shawnee oh god, that's too loud. Ah, lousy with virginity. Oh god. <laughs> I was like, I'm... I'm oh. <laughs> we don't do this for one no week way. and we like, literally lost can't. It. We've lost
2: the plot. Okay, know. I'm... <laughs> I'm <laughs> <laughs> Cody literally
1: can't speak. He's lost the ability. This is
2: last episode with us. Um, <laughs> I'm Cody Cole. And I'm Chris Murphy.
1: And here we are back with chapter seven. I need a big recap. Yeah,
2: we gotta we gotta
1: She we was gotta, um I the only image that sticks with me is Sandy just being like a vixen by the pool.
2: Yes, but also he went to his like new boyfriend's home Remember? Who and he was like with some side piece, some side chick, right? Oh, that's right.
0: Right. That's the last thing. That I and it was the that. and it was the boyfriend who was like who was like gonna fuck him to death.
2: Yes, who was literally going. Yes. Oh, he
1: and the last. Penis.
0: I think the last thing that
1: we leave on is Robin returning to his home with Sandy and like kind of like nestling into her bosom. So it's kind of like back to that. Okay. Yes, right? Sandy mm-hmm. and Robin
2: against the world.
1: Okay. <laughs> I love that. Ready? Uh, I'm excited. Okay. All right. Chapter seven.
0: The element of geography took me off the boulevard. I had no real friends nor any economical reasons for haunting the old places, and the bars, restaurants, and shops were much nicer out around La Sienica Boulevard. Traffic being what it was, it took me at least nine hours to put in eight hours of work. With Scotty out of my hair, Sandy and I settled into an easier way of living. Privately, I was becoming well aware that in most any kind of an encounter, a homo comes up bruised and bloodied geography changes nothing. Like anyone else who lives in Southern California, I was extremely conscious of the arts. It is a land where the gross picture of show business runs the gamut, from the massive banks who finance everything to the trash collector who gets what is left over. Without being in any phase of the entertainment business, I still was enamored with nightlife. Singers, dancers, musicians, and sundry artists seemed to be as insecure as myself, and before long I had met many men and women who nurtured the dream of big time and worried about paying rent.
1: Okay, I love this. I just want it to just go into like a show business narrative, Botville. you know what I Some mean? Botville, I like this. The I love it. Yeah, I like it. him interacting with artists.
0: Cody so but... wants us to drop Robin, pick up like a showgirl. <laughs> yeah, and literally. Follow her narrative. And Edith, you know,
1: Twinkletoes or whatever. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: Show business is full of homos, male and female, probably because show business per se attracts the unconventional personality. It is also a world in which the public is interested in the image, not the personality. I might also add that the definition of show business varies. If you live in Davenport, Iowa, it means one thing largely related to movie stars and stage personalities— in Los Angeles, it means side men in a cafe combo, jelly bellies in a strip joint, and includes the Jew who rents costumes so you can attend an affair you can't really afford. I got to kicking it around with four or five way-out musicians who worked a La Cienega joint three nights a week. They knew half the music men in the union and an equal number of loose-breasted girls. Above and below this level, they moved in a world of night people. Even those who had families, and there were many who did, lived in a topsy-turvy world. They slept until 2 or 3 in the afternoon, fooled around, and went to work at 9 or 9.30 and quit when the joints closed an hour or so after midnight. Time was the insulation between them and the rest of the world. Two of the boys in Jack Sweet's combo were gay. Dickie was married to the maitre d' of a nearby restaurant, but Teddy was a sweet boy who blew fine Saxon clarinet, did side work with a slip horn, and broke his heart trying to be a composer. Oh
1: my god, I want him, what is his name? Teddy. You want Teddy? Teddy. Like, well, I want a gay boy named Dickie. No, I don't We're want Teddy, each. I just, <laughs> I would rather be following Teddy's story. <laughs> I, are he and Robin gonna, I want them to be good Judies. No, I... Are they gonna uh-oh. Fuck! Oh Robin. no! Robin. Sean is like covering his mouth. Robin doesn't actually. This is something we haven't
2: talked about. Robin doesn't know how to have gay friends. He only knows further, how to fuck other gay guys.
1: Further, I feel like Teddy is exactly the kind of person that Robin would shame. Mm-hmm. I feel, I feel that coming. Anyway, See,
2: I just love that they have a gay man named Dicky.
0: He did what little arranging the group required, and sometimes received a call from the guild to fill orchestrations for a friend of his who did big things with a name band. Teddy was almost 30, mouse blonde and slender. We had a wonderful time together. He had a thousand times as many friends as I, and we had a ball. He never suggested we go anywhere we weren't understood, so most of the parties and get-togethers were fun. Somehow I'd become a good dancer, and I was never shy about talking. That's one of my favorite parts. <laughs> Somehow I'd become a good dancer, yeah. as if it like comes with the gay manual. I think it does. <laughs>
1: so
2: humble that
0: through Teddy, I became aware of some forms of sex I'd only heard about before. I had worn silk panties for years, partially because they made me come on to a man with a little less coarseness, partially because they felt good, gave me a snug, soft feeling. I knew about impersonators and transies, but Teddy introduced me to some real gone transvestites.
2: Okay, so this is uncharted territory yeah. for us. Okay, I'm a little bit nervous. I'm clutching my pearls.
0: I may have respected their specialty, but I couldn't understand their psychology at first. They came on in wigs, beautiful gowns, and lovely accessories, including stuffed braziers and garter belts. They didn't seem to do much, but parade around, yacked about their clothes, and in general basked in a mirror, whether it was on the wall or in another transy's eyes. A time or two I tried one of them, and they ran like scared kittens. They were, I suppose, true homosexuals because their kicks were in extreme exhibitionism among their own group without needing any form of sexual act to keep them happy. Oh, that I like. Yeah, it's actually very fascinating to think of homosexual as being like just the most like concentrated form of homogeny. Just mm-hmm. like as same as possible.
1: Can you unpack that a little for me?
0: So the idea of like and obviously he's using a word transy that has no contemporary corollary and, like, maybe problematic yeah, in nature. Maybe but maybe the
2: majority of like, how could it... It doesn't... It's not a word that yeah, exists It's
0: very, Yeah, it's very... I think that that is, like, a fascinating uh, usage. But um, normally we refer to homosexual as being two people on the binary who are... Yeah. Um who are attracted and engaging with one another sexually. Yes. But the, but he's kind of presenting this world wherein it's just two people who are the same, whether or not they are
2: trans or cisgender or this or that. Yeah, which is sort of... And the way that he's presenting it, the way that he's talking about it, is it's so like surface level of two people who look the same, yeah, finding each other. Interesting. nothing yeah. deeper than that, which is a very interesting way to think about it, because, I, you know, the tortured gay boys that we are, you know, we think of it as, oh, it's so deep, it's something innate, it's something within us, and he's like, no, it's just two people who look the same, right? like like, yeah. being attracted to each other.
0: Often, they'd come to a party, all put away, and tease the men who didn't know them, but in the end, they backed out. I couldn't get any closer to one of them than a stud could, but they were a laughing, scratching bunch, and in a crowd, they provided a lot of sexy byplay.
2: I wish somebody would say that about me. Chris Murphy's <laughs> a laughing, scratching bunch. <laughs> well, this is
1: an interesting thing, too. Um, it's like, I think he's capturing well, like, sort of, like, the brassiness that can come with kind of, like, presenting, like, that hyper... whatever image they're trying to create. But then also, like, the fear that comes when it gets to a place where it would actually be enacted upon. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so I like that, and I think that he's capturing it well. Yeah, I'm
2: actually pleasantly surprised by is, because it's not coming from sure. a
1: place of malice; it's coming from a. I mean, as we've just mentioned, like they didn't have the language to describe like what this actually was, but I, I don't feel like any weird feelings about it. No, it's
2: purely observational, as in, it feels. Yeah, like, yeah, very observational.
0: Yeah, I had to like lesbians or hate myself. <laughs> that, is, that is actually how I feel. About, well, because I mean, I've got. I have a lot of opinions
1: about this because there are so many gay men. Cody Gold
0: has a lot of opinions about lesbians. <laughs>
1: <Yes>. <laughs> no, no, not about lesbians, Forget but... Gay men who don't Gay like men lesbians. who are misogynistic toward queer women. Yes. And I think that that line, I don't know if that's what he meant to say, but that's exactly how I feel about lesbian women. How could I, you know, be so, like, hateful, misogynistic toward them when I am a gay man myself? You well, know what
2: I mean? And honestly, for me, it comes from... Will and Grace. Do you remember how they were both both? <laughs> you really, think all of them misogyny <laughs> of gay men <laughs> it is women. Will and Grace. It is literally Eric McCormick and Deborah Nessing's fault. No, but both like the gay characters on that show were always be Ragging on lesbian women. Ragging on lesbian women and being like, oh well like we like dick and like they don't like dick, so like we could never see eye to eye. And I feel like a lot of gay people, or at least at least gay people my generation, internalize that to some degree, and I definitely found that there can be this weird schism that should not be there.
0: They came in a hundred varieties, from pure to puny, and oddly enough, they cultivated me. I was no threat to their world. A bull dyke could leave me with her bitch without worrying about taking up a roll in the hay. The thing that surprised me was how many lesbians were married to men who permitted the women to haul their bitch or their dyke along at parties. It was a loosely woven society as a whole, dedicated to living and making a dollar, with the sexual flavor something less than important. My sex life in those days was as hit and miss as was that of the rest. Teddy and I got together once in a while, but more like a pair of accommodating friends than because we had a big thing going.
1: Oh my god, if that's not like all of my hookups in New York City, I swear to god. <laughs> Two G's.
0: Once in a while, I'd latch on to a real nice man and we'd go like mad for a day or so, but more often it was a chance thing with a quick, unromantic climax. It was easy to find a man who would fool around and let me have him for a thrill, but this type of romance is not very satisfactory to a true homo. Unless that indefinable something is understood by both parties, it turns out to be nothing more than a chippy date. I knew some gay boys who didn't care. They were on the constant lookout for any man who would furnish a half foot of passion. There were some who got a big kick out of trapping some dumb country boy type into a onceer.
2: Oh, I wish I could trap a country type. That's like that's my so of to go back to fantasies. That's my fantasy. It's just a dumb country bumpkin. I was showing trapping to- him specifically.
0: I was showing Cody before that a DL guy sent me pics on Grinder last um. night they were all of him and his girlfriend.
2: Oh no. Was she cut out? No. She oh, was in full no. view. But oh, as I yeah. said to Sean,
0: I feel like that's
1: an intentional thing because I think he knows that there are lots of gay men who love the idea of sleeping with turning someone who's, turning you know, someone, And I but, hate that. Oh, it's, it's definitely it's, fetishized,
2: and I definitely... It's so problematic. It is. That person Why? will never
1: love you. That person will never respect you. Chris has a shit-eating grin on his <laughs> face right now.
2: <laughs> in my youth, I was sort of like you, you, that you like, are in your youth. I mean, what are in you talking my, about? In my pre youth I don't know. <laughs> in my like late teens, early twenties, I was sort of that was sort of my calling card amongst like my circles was being able to you know snag a straighty and, and this, spin him around for...
0: That's because I think a lot of you goes back to Xavier in the same way that a lot of Robin goes back to Louis and Charlie. That is so
2: true. That actually, that scans. That fully scans. Mm-hmm. Like, it's one of those things. And I get it's definitely fetishized, definitely I That's definitely something that I used to be, like, really enamored with and, like, definitely had experiences. But guess what? None of those boys that I, you know, spun around to the dark side... And and don't ass. say the dark side
1: <laughs> about being queer. That's, this is just the problem personified.
2: I am the problem. Listeners know I am the problem.
0: God. I never once had that frantic urge to have a man unless the man had an equal urge. And if he had it, I didn't care whether or not some form of sexual expression followed a pleasant evening of talk and fun. With my work and Sandy as stabilizers, I went through several months during which I was as happy as I knew how to be. The breakup came without warning. My employer had cooled off some, and I hardly saw him once or twice a month except in his office when we had warehouse affairs to discuss. I think he would have fired me in nervous apprehension except that I was a good manager for him. At any rate, out of a clear blue sky, he called me in one afternoon and asked me if I'd like to meet a friend of his. At the time, we were storing about 30 tons of electronic components for a big firm out in Inglewood. The friend had recently been transferred from an eastern office, and he controlled the storage contract. My employer wanted to keep the friend happy and maintain the storage business. I said of course I'd meet his friend. I was promised a bonus if I succeeded in keeping the relations amicable. He gave me a $20 bill and an address and a time. The friend turned out to be a half-paunchy man of about 45 with a wife who weighed at least 200 pounds. Bert and Florence spoke with a precise New England accent. They had money no end because their apartment was one half of the 10th floor in a Beverly Hills condominium. Florence had once been very pretty. And probably very sexy. I I hate when he does
1: that! Anyway, sorry. It's in his
2: nature. It's in his nature.
0: Her breasts were like mountains and her hips melted up into a thick waist and down into thicker thighs. Even in her expensive dress, she was pure flab. Bert poured me a drink and we sat in the huge living room getting acquainted. Within ten minutes, I could see the nervous jiggle of his wife's flesh. I knew instantly that I was onto some kind of a family sex thing. It wasn't something new to me, but in these surroundings with Florence and Bert so seemingly out of character, I was a little surprised. Then I caught Florence making little signals of impatience to her husband, and he came right out with it. "'Marty says you're hot,' Bert said smilingly. "'Know what I mean?' "'Sure, darling,' I laughed. "'Marty isn't so cold himself.' You don't mind Flo and me together? What's your specialty, sweetheart? I asked the now puffing woman. I mean, do you get something out of it too? Oh, Bert, she complained. Let's go. He's alright, I can just tell he's sweet and nice. Marty wouldn't have sent him if he weren't just wonderful.
1: (laughs) I'm laughing because Sean is loving reading this part. <laughs> like, okay. all these characters. You are a flow. You are. I'm gagged.
2: This is not where I expected to be. Me time neither. Time. I thought this was going to be a purely a business transaction, you know. So,
1: you know how I said my fantasy was in the garden? Yes, I do remember that. My movie. fantasy is actually in a beautiful piece of real estate with a mm. flabby middle-aged couple who want to do things to my body. <laughs> That's a Burton
0: flow. That's, a Burton that is that is wow. names
2: are perfect for that. Oh, yeah. Well,
0: let, let's see if this fulfills your fantasy. Or does it pan out? Oh, my God. Okay. Just Wonderful meant could I raise an erection for her while her husband danced around the apartment in the silliest ballerina costume I ever saw.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. That does. It feels like a fantasy.
0: Bitch, this is some Craigslist shit. <laughs> it is still my fantasy.
1: For sure. <laughs> oh, God.
0: He was neither a dancer nor an athlete. He was plump, hairy, and short-winded. He wore the abbreviated costume with all the flair of a walrus. It had no underpants. He put on white hip-length stockings, the brief skirt, and the bodice. The action produced a moderate erection of his sexual member. Flo just took off her clothes and the revelation was startling. She flowed from thick shoulders to sagging rounds above her knees. She was black with hair from the mass of bulging wrinkles where her belly tucked between her fat thighs to the deep indentation of her navel. When I took off my clothes, I thought she was going to flip. A $2,000 hi-fi furnished the music. He began to go into his lumbering dance, and Florence turned me around on the huge sofa so she could watch her husband while she slobbered all over my belly and up and down the extent of my erection.
2: Oh my literal Jesus. This is grotesque. This is absolute insanity. So you're telling me this walrus man is dancing around in a tutu and like a bell and a bodice dig out.
0: Dig out. Dig
2: out. <laughs> For the, sun. the day he was born. And high stockings, which actually sounded kind of cute. Like, high high stockings. That's very my aesthetic, actually. Very cute, high stockings.
0: Well, Flo this, is just going to town. Flo
2: is just, you know, slobbing on his knob. And Robin is just chilling.
0: It's fascinating that that is exactly what that passage would have sounded like if not Leland Garner had written this book. <laughs> Leland, <laughs> <Mayer
2: said>. Leland. <laughs> Oh my goodness, I really can't even, I'm at a loss, this is the first time I feel like I'm truly at a loss for words as to what to say and how I feel about well, this Well, this, this is
1: taking us out of the queer narrative a bit. <laughs> this is, this is, is like, some straight some, tomfoolery, I don't know
0: what the fuck modern, is modern,
2: like, uh, abstract... What the fuck? Like, wait, what were you going to say?
0: Then again, I was going to say that like, well, obviously this has never happened to me. I feel like <laughs> Obviously though? The gay sex life has like, gotten me to such a place yeah, that where if Where can accept this. If, that if this were to happen, I would just kind of like, nod at it. Like, mm-hmm. make the decision if I was going to leave and then like, Go to Subway. Like that's... <laughs> oh, no, if I... I don't know if I'm into this, but if this started happening, I would for
1: sure stay. Oh, you, gotta you, gotta goes, you, know? you gotta see how it rolls, you know? gotta see how it rolls. This is the tumbleweed that I would watch roll across.
0: It was a good one because when I could see Bert, I got his message. He wasn't dancing for his wife, he was dancing for me. And when she managed to excite herself enough to not watch him, he swung around and performed for me. No matter how ridiculous the affair was, I understood Bert's problem. Toward the end, he moved to where I could get my hands on him, and then we both hated his big, fat slob of a wife who thought she had engineered the entire party.
2: <gasps> oh no. Oh That's no. And I didn't mean to no, I don't mean to I was um, Do you?
1: gasping more at, like, the sadness of, like, you know, her kind of thinking she knows what's up when in actuality, like, you know what I mean to say? It's very mm-hmm. Kathy
2: from the last five years. Very a part of that. I'm not going to lie. I just thought of that song. This We're is the last sentence. five
1: years, actually. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> She's still hurting, y'all. This yes, <laughs> is. The off-Broadway version. Yes, yeah, before, you of know, the, uh, Andrew Lippa, sorry. Beautiful. <laughs> Jason <laughs> Robert Brown. You're just say? I said Andrew, Andrew Lippa. Lippa. Get out.
2: I would make you leave if this wasn't your apartment.
0: Yeah. Our first flush of passion lasted about 30 minutes. After that, we set about becoming good friends. Bert was a eunuch. A serious illness some 10 years before had resulted in surgery which left him with no generative powers but able to function externally as if nothing were wrong. Apparently, Florence had not been so fat in those days, but the destruction of her husband's virility had released in them both some sort of a sexual mania which neither questioned. She became fat, sloppy, and possessed of a massive appetite for the one substance her husband could not produce. Dick. <laughs> no, come. <sighs>
2: That was That really That was a twist for me A plot twist Because I don't think I really understood What eunuch Yeah I mean At least like A modern day eunuch When I think eunuch I think like Yeah yeah, It's all gone (laughs) But in this case It's It's not some Lord Varys
1: Yeah Yeah. (laughs) She she wants A a vial of the sticky goo Oh my god (laughs) Well I hope she gets What she wants
0: he in turn had given away to some deep inner longings, and together they had worked out the ballerina thing more as a stimulant for the rare occasions when they could find a third party than because he felt like dancing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that is so sad. Now a little <laughs> Just
1: Just like they think a stimulation, like that's so like. What yes. then why the dancing? <laughs> Flo is like Bert. You're such a good dancer, <laughs> but I don't want to dance, Flo. Bert. <laughs> If we're going to make this work, put on your choo I gave it up years ago, Flo. You know what I mean? She's like I very stationary. That, really, really that was a good New England accent. thank, thank a you. Really <laughs> <laughs> I was born to play both of these characters.
0: <laughs> they had tried studs, but in the end, Bert was left with nothing. I felt sorry for him. He genuinely loved his horrible wife, but he also loved men. I stayed that first evening until long after midnight, and he never resumed the dance. The three of us laid around the apartment, playing with each other. Florence wouldn't let me have Bert, but she didn't mind if I had him, generally in tune with her own capacious lips. About 50% of her conversation was involved with diet promises. This from a huge naked blob who seemed to revel in the fact that she could make pussies anywhere on her body by molding thick rolls of flesh into close-pressed crevices.
2: Oh god, is he gonna fucking break up this marriage? Is that, is that, is he gonna, is Robin fucking Saj gonna break up, gonna homewreck this nice-ass couple?
1: No, 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 no. listen, he's not. He's not. Robin is not the one who's going to break up this marriage. It's the thing that's going to break up the marriage is the incompatibility between Flo and Bert. Which he
2: doesn't realize until he fucking has sex with Robin.
1: Which is not Robin's fault at all. And who's fault
2: is it? him? It's fault? nobody's
1: fault. It's just that Bert and Flo are not compatible and they should have never gotten married. That's fair, but it's just... We ugh. need to think of the real estate. We though. do need to
2: think, like, who's that apartment going to go to? Because you cannot
1: blame... if If Robin is the tipping point, that's one thing, but he's not the reason why these two would ever... Not. It's time. Well, he it. might be the
2: catalyst but he's not the reason right
1: he, absolutely not
2: but there's still something about it that makes me like I don't know I feel for
1: Robin love. was brought into
2: that I know they made the choice they made a decision to bring him in but like if this results in Flo lo- losing everything I don't know I would feel pretty sad
1: Flo knows exactly what the gig is <laughs> and the gig is yeah. up and the gig is up I think exactly yeah. but she always knew it was going to be up at some point
0: anyway this none of this may even come to pass Or <laughs> just like it's like that great Robin song call your fat wife <laughs> oh, I not even sit on that one bit wife. we do not so have
1: wife. the rights to that parody <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's fair use that one's fair it's use alright thank you <laughs> Jesus.
2: Oh, we're not professionals.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was a little startled at their accomplished use of most unNew Englandish language. I went back twice within a week, and Bert wore the same costume each time, but did no dancing. By then, he and I had a private thing between us that had to be resolved. We met away from the apartment. It worried Bert because he swore to me that not once in ten years had he ever engaged in any clandestine romance. With me, he had reached an apex. We went to a Sunset Strip hotel together. In the room, he didn't know what to do. We talked about ourselves, and he admitted that he had felt like a homosexual even before his surgery. At least to the extent of thinking wild things and leaning toward friendships, he later identified as sexual. The more I listened to Bert, the more excited I became. He was like a virgin bride despite the fact that he had been playing a partially homosexual role for 10 years. His was a problem in physical surrender, but because I was the one who wore the obvious label, it was up to me to start. While he talked, I thought ahead, and when I had the resulting erection, I just unfastened my trousers and flopped back on the bed. His voice froze in his throat and he couldn't get out of his clothes fast enough. With no fat wife and no ballerina costume to slow him up, Bert went wild. He chirped and murmured and gasped and tried to swallow my organ. After a little of this, during which I began to really understand his poor, frustrated heart, he wanted me to sodomize him. It just wasn't possible without nearly killing him. He had no previous experience and neither of us had anything but six soap suds for a lubricant. And though we tried, I wound up having orgasm without even entering him. We rolled around together on the bed for nearly two hours, and it became plain to me that Bert was really a bitch. He didn't want to do anything but love me with his mouth or fingers. We traded ends, but he was so acutely desirous of making me happy, he could not manage the dry, racking orgasm I'd been able to complete for him in the presence of his wife. I should have known what I was doing to Bert. Up to then, he had been reconciled to the strange three-in-a-ring episodes his wife demanded. After the afternoon in the hotel room, he was completely dedicated to his own homosexual desires. I went back to Florence and the 3Zs game once more. I met Bert two to four times a week for our own budding love affair. And by bringing my little kit, we managed his surrender to sodomy. He never once wanted to return the favor, despite the fact that I wouldn't have his trying. We might have gone on indefinitely, but once over the hump, Bert went wild. He called me almost every day, and our meetings were so often he rented a small one-room apartment for just that purpose. Further, he began to swish, and he adopted my habit of wearing feminine panties and once high-top stockings. Sandy warned me. You just think she's a fat old tub who likes to blow young men, she said. He was hiding something, she could be hiding something too. And women see more than you think, baby. She can see the silk pants and the prissy swish. She's getting the other reaction, too. Her old man is bouncing around like a colting clover. You haven't jollied her for three weeks. Maybe she's got her own gimmick. This town is full of stiffs for the likes of her.
1: That's what I was saying. Sandy's mm. giving us the realness.
2: Oh, I just thought that was very sinister. Now I'm like worried for Robin's safety. Flo it's
1: the gig. That's on saying.
0: But you might be a threat to her economic status, baby. Abs, that's,
1: that's what, what saying. I'm saying. Yeah.
0: She may figure you're going to move her old man out. She'll put him in a spot someday, and if he doesn't come up with the right answer, you're in the stew pot, baby.
1: You love <laughs> being <a> Sandy so goddamn <laughs> <not that> much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his entire demeanor changes when his he went up. <laughs> It's just, it's really exciting to hole. I, uh, Sandy, who Sean plays, is like a New York gangster from the <laughs> 1940s. Fucking Listen Buster Malone. You can edit that in post if you want to. <laughs> That's your catchphrase. Yeah. <laughs> can we edit that in post school, everyone?
0: As usual, Sandy was right. Florence hired a private dick to follow Bert, and he broke into the little apartment with a photographer. Bert was on me like a suction pump, and when the flash bulb popped, I was shivering like a belly dancer.
2: Okay, I really didn't understand why that, what that really meant, but I know we'll figure it out that soon. But just
0: so a photographer broke into the apartment, <laughs> yeah. and while Bert was like sucking Taking him photos, off,
2: photos, yeah,
0: because it... su- like suction. Yeah.
1: Whoa! I fully I thought that was just all metaphors. So That's actually something that happened. Yeah, she's catching him in flagrante. What's that term? Yeah,
0: in flagrante. Yeah. Wow. Fuck. I never did know what Burton and Florence worked out, but I lost my job and a nasty vice squad detective came around and gave me the word. The only thing that saved me from a horrible slapping around was Sandy's plaintive story about dying from cancer, and if he hurt me, she'd have no one to lean on in the last days of her life. We had $400 in the bank.
2: So Flo ruined him just like I said
1: she would. Just like... <laughs> wow. Yeah, but but I I wasn't disagreeing with that I'm just saying fair. like yeah but
0: I think it's also like in a way I think that Leland Garner structures these kind of plot twists and reveals to kind of give Robin his comeuppance for mm-hmm. you know like in a way kind of punishing him for not taking this woman seriously exactly. for thinking of her just as this like fat, fat dumb, Yeah. yes look what she made me do
2: that's her theme song that's kind of
0: <laughs> yeah that's kind of what I what I actually think is really fascinating is that there's a way in which he subverts the misogyny, not by undermining Robin's uh, perspective, but by giving her the last yeah, laugh. Absolutely, her the power and she's always, the and always surprising mm-hmm. the reader. And always surprising the reader in the last yeah. line. Wait, is that the end? Oh yeah, that was the line.
2: So now he's back to. I loved chapter seven. He fucked with the wrong bitch, and I'm glad that he, I hope he learned a lesson. Let's... I hope he learned a lesson. I think the
1: lesson there is that Flo and Bert had constructed this world and um in which like Flo was allowing Bert to like sort of like experience these things and Robin came in and thought that he could like take ownership of it and Flo was like, no 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 no, no. no honey
2: and guess Flo I'm constructing this fantasy. <laughs> and I will send you away exactly. and take everything that you have when I am done with you. Yeah. You can see yourself out. Yeah. And that I do respect.
1: Me too. I um I don't know. This was an interesting chapter for me. The only thing that I didn't like about this chapter is that I didn't get more Sandy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: But Sandy's monologue was on of Of course,
1: as always.
2: I thought this chapter was such a detour from, like, every single thing that we've read thus far. Like, in such an abstract, absurdist, like, sort of, like, you know, fantasy land. I bet, I feel like, if you, you could take this chapter out and go to the next chapter, and the book would be just, like...
1: But I like that gotcha. It's just like Because this whole book Is about Robin's Detours into like These weird sexual moments And mm. this You know with this It's kind of like That girls episode Where she just Fucks Patrick Wilson It's a, magic bo- magic a it. bottle episode. Right. chapter of episode Episode
0: 2.5 One man's trash yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay Wait a
2: minute But this episode this, or, this, or perhaps
0: this, you're referring To the panic in Central Park Oh is that the mm-hmm. Morning bottle episode yeah. That was a great That
2: was also
0: a great um, You know it is a, It is and it,
1: Because you know as you're saying, it you could probably see count, but it teaches Robin something. Yes, and it's very um,
2: important. It and I, it was a delightful. It was a, delightful, a delightful trip.
1: And at the beginning, too, like we, we see that he's been introduced into this new nightlife world, which is interesting. I am still rooting for Teddy, who I want to date <sighs> Dickie. Fuck, I don't give a fuck about Dicky. Give me the saxophonist, <laughs> you know, with dreams of being a composer. <laughs> Mousy aspirational. blonde, aspirational. You yeah, I love that.
0: Um, I asked Chris this before, do you have any, like, ballerina situations that have ever happened to you? Ooh. Mm -hmm. Oh, like, where I've been put into a situation? Yeah, like, when you walked in and you were like, wow, I was not ready for this. This is something
2: I was not expecting.
1: Hmm.
0: Well, one time I did go,
1: I met a dude at Eastern Block, and we went back to his apartment (laughs) And he had eight dogs. Okay, that's two <laughs> eight dogs. So and, and they all watched. And, yeah. and I got scabies.
2: Oh, <laughs> so no, now, you had to go to the doctor.
1: Yeah, I had scabies for months. Wow! And then I was hooking up with this dude, and we kept giving scabies back to you each know? other. The inter- the, oh
2: my god! Yeah, the but energy. this is a
1: different guy than the dog guy. Anyway, he was a gymnast. It was fine. Um, mm.
0: that. That was rough. Um, <laughs> my story or this yeah, chapter? No, this, this, no this the scabies. Are um, mine would be, and this I mean, This isn't ballerina level, but the one that I always think of is one time I... I am shockingly vanilla, just in the sense of like... I don't think that's shocking. <laughs> that's, that's not that a read! Way. That's not a read! No, I, okay. my whole thing about like... Is that a read? I'm, I'm sorry. My whole thing. You're very spicy. My yeah. whole thing about kinks and like Uh, no shame to anyone who has whatever kinks is that like if the things that I want to do I've done so I'm Mm. not I don't have many left like fantasies I don't think
1: wait are you you, like a one and done person because I feel like fantasies are things that like you know inform a sexual career Are you like you're like I want to do this specific thing I've done it I'm kind of
0: like over it I just mean like there's there's no like like exoticized like Ooh, and what if we were in a park? Like that's like. Oh, I say I like you're more like location based. No, no, no. I'm not talking about location in general. I'm just talking about like there isn't some like, some like, uh, um, some like far out thing like, that like, I sex like. Sex goal? That you yes, like, I don't have any really like sex goals that I'm like aspiring to. Sense I'm either done it or I like don't have any interest in but doing would it. Would you?
2: Would you? Could you? On the but
1: what? What was your?
0: Oh, so the point was was that I. At the same time, though, I'm like fine accommodating other people's in the event that like it does isn't like negative to me in any way, mm-hmm. degrading. So in this case, I'm in bed with this guy, and he was like, "What's your fantasy?" Ooh, I it's hate a it. tough questions. And man. I was like, "And I was like, I don't have one. Keep going." Fine, and he man. was like, "And he was like, No, no. Tell me what's your fantasy. What's your like deep dark fantasy?" And I was like, "I don't have one. Just go." <laughs> and have <laughs> a bitch, what's your? Damn- <laughs> It was like, just to say my name. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <what? laughs> I didn't say it. That. Uh, but so, um, <laughs> I have so much editing to do. <laughs> but, um, so he was like, so he was like, he was like, well, you know, maybe I'm, like, your dad, or your uncle, or your teacher. And he just kept presenting these, like, older man-like uh, scenarios. No, but I love that shit. And show. I was like, oh, no, what have I walked into? And um. then I was... I just kind of paused for a second, and I was like, uh... Um, Boy Scouts Because I was a Boy Scout For 11 years And oh I was like Oh my god And I was like You're like I know the lingo That's I what know the like, That was my thinking I was like I can I can do this Like I'm ready for this one How many badges
2: Have I earned But
0: so like Literally he was like Then he starts being like So he starts being like uh, Like It's good that we're In this sleeping bag together And I'm like Yes, Scoutmaster. Like, and it was the least sexy thing I've ever done (sighs) because I was so like hyper aware and conscious of like
2: not.
1: I I hear that. I actually do have one. It's really. It might need to be edited. It's really gross. (laughs) Say it. It's. I didn't. It didn't actually ever happen. But I was chatting with this guy on a a sexual app, Mm -hmm. and we were like vibing. And he was like, "I have a weird fantasy," and I was like, "Bring it on!" Like, I love. Give me any scenario. I think it's sexy. And he was like, it's really weird. And I was like, okay. And he was like, I love body paint. And I'm like, oh, that's true. Oh, like, cool. I'm into it. And he's like, I love painting people blue. I think that's really sexy. And I was like, okay, like... <laughs> no, but, but it's not that's even not. over yet. What? And he's that like, um, he's like, I love painting people. And I'm like, okay, like, you know, paint is could be kind of sexy to like be painted on. Yes, absolutely. And I'm thinking, like, maybe he's got, like, a Na'vi avatar thing going on. Which, you know, is whatever. And he's like, yeah, and um, once you're all blue, then I'll bring out the costume. And I'm like, okay. And his sexual fantasy, are you ready for this? Was to have me dress up. (laughs) Was to have me be um, the kind of like bitchy girl in Willy Wonka who eats (gasps) and turns into a blueberry. Yeah, no, 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 no. The spoiled um, brat who eats the blueberry and turns oh. into a blueberry yeah. violet. You're turning violet violet, 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 And then he, his, his having sex with me drains me of my blueberry juice. Was his fantasy? And I was like, this is too goddamn that is much.
2: So specific. Oh my god. And I then thought he's, you gonna say Smurf or no, something. No no, like, no, 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 no. You know,
1: it is so. And I, well, that's what I was thinking too. But it was such a s it was like a one specific blue thing. Um,
2: that is so incredibly...
1: There's an s- online community of people who like that fetish, and you sent me <laughs> photographs of people. It was. I gotta check that Reddit sub thread. It was in love. I
2: wish that I had a fantasy that was that. Do you want to see the... F- <laughs> I, I would love nothing more. I need to put it on the Facebook
1: group. It's, um, but anyway, so I, I didn't pursue that, but that's probably... That would have been the weirdest
0: thing, for sure. I'm really, into, I'm really into whenever someone... I don't think you have to that out. I think yeah, that was, like, yeah, oh, it was, that like, was great. Yeah. I'm really into whenever someone's thing is a non, because it's like sex, but no talking. <laughs> and then I can, like... And then, I can do that. And then I can, like, pretend to be into some kind of, like, a sub-dom fetish, but really it's just, like, minimizing my social anxiety. <laughs> well, would you...
1: This is nothing to do with what we've been talking about.
0: But would I, either of you go to a glory hole? Oh. Um, i
1: Yes. I've been to one I've As, as I've the been... Jetta or the Both?
0: I'm a lady <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've never been to one I would like to go to know, one I've, I've got. So I think the bottom line is that we support you in whatever you want to be doing. Yes. Ah, go do it. Get your ballerina Gross. on. Boom. Boom. Get but, you like, but like but like be honest with your cum slot wife. Like Indeed.
2: don't fuck with Flo because she'll come and get you. Flo will get you. <laughs> wow. All
0: right. Follow us on social media.
2: Please rate and review too. <laughs>
1: You haven't heard anything like this, okay. absolutely.
0: And tune in next week when we bring you
1: Chapter Eight.
0: I'm gonna, I'm gonna call out because we actually have like a substantial number of listeners and only seven reviews on iTunes. All great reviews. So like, yeah, all five star, like it's <laughs> fine. But um, leave us a review, please. please, please it bitch. helps us. <laughs> we love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Jesus, I've gotta oh, find. I've gotta yes.
1: find this photo.
2: That's. I need to see it. That is. Oh, I live for that bad. It's so...